There is no way in the next six months I could spend a year tag teaming with Pastor Bradley and Pastor Brent and whoever else we wanted to bring into this house. And there is no chance that I could even scratch the surface with the topic that I'm getting ready to uncover this morning. No chance. And so I almost sometimes feel like I am seriously, seriously way in over my head. What you're getting ready to hear is simply just notes that I have been jotting down about this subject. As I'm not an expert in the least, I, I don't even really have a clue what I'm getting ready to tell you about. That's just where I am. Is that okay? Because again, I want to emphasize you do not need a preacher to give you some concocted message this morning. What you need is simply an encounter with his presence. And I promise you that will suffice. See, I'm talking about prayer this morning for the next 30-some minutes. See, there's so much more to prayer than I want to go ahead and venture out and say that anyone in this room has ever understood. We're, We're going to be talking about prayer not only this morning, we're going to talk about it tonight, we're going to talk about it tomorrow night and more Monday, and I promise you you don't want to miss that because it's going to be an unbelievable time. We have one of our intercessors that is going to be sharing with you as well. So tomorrow night at 7, we're going to continue talking about prayer. Pastor Brent is preaching next Sunday, and I promise you this, listen, listen, you don't need to even think about missing next Sunday morning because there was an encounter at the Garden of Gethsemane that both of us had. And like we arm wrestled, we arm wrestled as to who gets to share the experience. Pastor Brent won because he kissed me and then won. So there's no chance of him beating me in arm wrestling. But there was an encounter that happened in the Garden of Gethsemane that is going to take, set the table for us to go deeper than we've ever gone before. Pastor Brent is preaching that next Sunday. And then the following Sunday, I'm going to go back into prayer on how do we truly hear the voice of God. And so we're going to try to stretch this out over the next three to four weeks. And and we still aren't going to be able to scratch the surface of the depths of understanding what prayer is. But I want to just give you the permission right now. I want to give it to you. To allow what you have been told, what you may have been taught about prayer to be destroyed here this morning. I know that we boxed this thing in because this is how our grandparents did it and this is how my parents did it and they were phenomenal people of Christ but this is how I've been told to pray. And listen, just because you allow your beliefs to be challenged does not mean that your beliefs are wrong. We talk about this in more Mondays a lot. Just because we challenge the way you believe or why you believe that does not mean that you are wrong in your belief. I believe just the opposite. I believe allowing our belief system to be challenged actually strengthens what I believe. So that's what we're going to do this morning. I know it's uncomfortable, but diving deep into his presence is not always comfortable, church. And so allow this to happen this morning. You see, what is easy for us is we just simply go through the why do we pray? Why do we pray? And we can get pretty solid answer and we feel pretty good about ourselves. Why do we pray? 
And then we may, if we want to go a little deeper, we start to ask the people, how do I pray? Like, what am I supposed to say? And then we say, how often am I supposed to pray? Like, is there a special day that's better? I've learned just being around my brother-in-law, Pastor Bradley, that the best time to purchase airline tickets is on a Tuesday. Is there a better time to pray? When is it? Just tell me and I will do it. You see, we want to know how to pray, when to pray, why do we pray? And could I just say, maybe if we allow our box to be crushed, we've been asking the wrong questions. Has nothing to do why we pray, when we pray, how we pray. You see, what all those lead to but you've probably never been told this, is that it leads to you performing really well. Why do I pray? When do I pray? How do I pray? It is all about you. And we preachers even have told you that, oh, this man dives deep into prayer. He prays for hours a day. Oh, he's a godly man. And all the while, the people who are over here just scratching the surface for a few minutes a day says, he performs way better than you. And then it goes on to the fact that, oh, I I can't sound as eloquent as this person. That's why I don't pray out loud. I don't pray out loud because I cannot even come close to praying the King James Version prayers that he does. That's what we say. I don't use the same language as this person when he prays, so I'm not going to pray. There's no chance I could pray that long, squirrel. See what I'm saying? I mean, that's me. We were driving down I-5 up north. We were in California this week, and I was driving down. We were in some deep conversations, way deeper than I'm usually in, but Pastor Brent was in the car, so it has to go deep. So... We were talking about, and we were talking serious, I'm like serious stuff, like God, world-changing, life-changing stuff. And all of a sudden, I saw this huge stack of hay off to the right. I said, look at that hay. But it was so, if you like me, it was so perfectly square. There wasn't a piece of straw out of place. But anyway, I can't pray that long. I can't concentrate that long. It is about performance. So I could go on and on about that. But listen, I want your structure of prayer to be crushed. And there's going to be this little saying on the screen to set the stage for where we're probably going to go for the next several years. See, I think that we've been told that we need to just ask God. Just ask him. Ask him. Could it be that prayer's not about asking, but more about participating? Honestly, man, I feel so good about that statement. I believe I could just let that one hang right there in the air for a while. Scott, I've got all these requests. You know, my grandmother, she's got this intestinal infection and she's, I need to go and I need to go to the preacher and I need to get the preacher to pray for my grandmother. And listen, I'm not trying to downplay any of your requests, not at all. I believe that we have made prayer all about asking and not participating in the conversation that is actually taking place in heaven right now. 
Because God, if I don't ask, I won't receive. I've heard you even say and preach that. Can I just tell you and set your mind at ease? It says that the Father knows what you need long before you ever ask. I know what my children need. Like me, and I am simply a human. I know what my children need because I love them. And if any father is in this room, you know that when you know what your children need, you always up the ante and give them more than they actually need. It's like the Walmart cereal is okay. My children love Walmart cereal, especially the Special K chocolatey delight. But the Walmart off-brand food line, off-brand, gyps you in the chocolatey delight section. It just does. And so I know that one of my children, actually I love it more than they do, but I reap the benefits of it. I know that they love the cereal. And so we get them the more expensive cereal made by Kellogg's because the chocolatey delight is amazing. It's because I just want to bless my children. And so if you lose me at this point before we finish this morning, I just need you to know something. The Father knows what you need before you even ask Him. He reads your brain because He created your brain. Amen. So let's get past the asking and join in with the participating with the relationship and conversation that is taking place. And every Scott, I've never heard that before. What are you talking about? You mean to tell me there's a conversation that I can tap into in heaven right now? Absolutely. And I'm not going to go anywhere close to where I thought I was going this morning. You see, I was going to go with you with a nice sermon that had all of the benefits and showing you the reactions of the conversation in heaven. You go study those. And those of you who like to take notes, can I just give you a few scriptures that you can go read and look at how God answers Acts chapter 2, verse 16. I mean, chapter 2, verse 42 through 47. Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. Go read it. Acts chapter 4, verse 31. And then there's two amazing stories. And I need you to go read them both because maybe you guys will touch on this tomorrow night and more Mondays. I don't know. Acts chapter 16, 25 through 26. Acts chapter 16, 25 through 26. And then Acts chapter 12, 5 through 10. I'm going to talk about one thing I just feel like the Lord just shared. He, there, there's some distractions to this. Prayer's new to many of us. Even though we have a relationship with Jesus, prayer is new. We, we just don't spend much time praying until it just goes haywire. Honestly. So really and truly, God is driving an ambulance. We need him, and here we go. That's prayer to the Christian church in America. But I want to tell you something. I don't want to have it take a generation for us to turn that ship. I need for it to turn today. And there are some distractions. And it may just be a lack of intelligence. It may be on my part. It may just be a lack of being able to communicate and to teach and to disciple you. But I think there's a lot of distractions in all of our lives. Because there's a conversation that God and Jesus are having this very second. And I happen to believe that they're talking about this very moment. And you and I can tap into it. 
Listen, here it goes, John chapter 16. John chapter 16. Verse 12, and I'm going to start there. Jesus is talking, and John just happened to record this. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. That's Jesus saying, not me. I don't probably have anything that you couldn't bear. Verse 13, but when he, the spirit of truth, just another name for the Holy Spirit. When he, the spirit of truth or the Holy Spirit comes, let me just stop right there. And I could just stop right there and not say anything else about this. But um, like this was past, like this was in the past, this Jesus telling his disciples the Holy Spirit was coming had not yet happened. Are we good with that? So we stand here now in 2016, and this has become a reality, church. The presence and power of God has been given to us. All right? We've got to understand that. So Jesus says, but when he, the Holy Spirit, comes, he's come, church, He will guide you into all truth. He will not, listen to this, speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. So what is he hearing? What is the Holy Spirit hearing that Jesus is talking about? Can I tell you the Holy Spirit is listening to the conversation that God and Jesus are having. And John says here, through Jesus here, he says that he will speak to you what we are hearing. He's going to speak to you what is being said between God and Jesus. See, this is going to radically change the way we think about prayer. (laughs) you fall asleep listening to God and Jesus? No. Are you kidding me? You got to realize that you are listening to the creator of the world talk to the savior of the world. And And praying is boring? I don't have time to tap into the conversation between God and Jesus Who are you? Let me just talk about something. I'm on a roll. How arrogant. Who do we think we are? You got to ask. I got to get my request in. No, you don't. How arrogant of us to think that we bring something (laughs) to that conversation. I mean, are you for real? But how humbling is it to know that the Father wants to hear your voice? It says that he won't speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is to come. Verse 14, John chapter 16, verse 14. Says he will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. That's prayer. Making what is known to Jesus, the Holy Spirit will make it known to you. 
That's prayer. So two things. One is the distraction. And the other is the implementation of this. The distraction is from the enemy because he does not want you tapping into the conversation that God and Jesus are having. You can call it whatever you want. The enemy does not want you to hear what God the Father and Jesus Christ the Son are saying about you. See, this is personal. They're talking about you with delight. Even though you may have performed poorly yesterday, they are still talking about you with delight. And the enemy does not want you to hear that. And so the enemy will do all the things that he needs to do to distract you from prayer. You've got to remember, prayer is not about asking. Prayer is about participating in the conversation that is taking place in heaven. He's talking about you with the light on his lips. And so for every one of you here today, what does the distraction look like? What does the tactic of the enemy look like? You see, you got to understand that he's not waving his hands with flares and fire sticking out of them. He is subtly sneaking into your life, telling you lies all to distract you. Because he does not want you to hear what the Father is saying about you. Because I want to tell you something. I will run through a cinder block wall if the Father tells me that I can. I will love people that are unlovable because the Father has told me so. I could go on and on about that. But Scott, you don't know some of these people. Can I just say this? Instead of asking God to take care of them. <laughs> That's what some of my prayers have sounded like in the past. Lord, just take them out. That's what I've said. Just take them out. Jesus said, and John recorded it, the Holy Spirit is going to take from what is mine and make it known to you. And so how about this for the marriages that are in this room this morning, that they're struggling, and, and some of the wives have probably prayed, just take him out, right? <clears throat> some of the husbands have probably said, take me out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's good. <clears throat> I don't know if that was appropriate or not, but sometimes it just happens. Instead of praying and saying, God, and why don't you just do this? Because the distraction is now I'm going to trans- just go and I'm going to like move into the implementation part before we leave here. Because I'm going to promise you something. The distraction is not wanting you to hear what the Father is saying. Because that's key. 
You see, how do I implement this then? How do I do what you're talking about? How do I participate in the conversation that is happening between God the Father and Jesus Christ the Son? How do I do that? Here it is. Instead of praying or asking God, will you do this to my spouse? Or God, will you do this to my marriage? How about this? How about if we just go and listen to the conversation about your marriage? Why don't you just say, hey, God, I'm here. There's no magic stuff to this. You don't have to come to church. You don't have to go to prayer group. Do this driving to work tomorrow morning or even sitting in your recliner this afternoon. God, I just want to be in your presence and I want to hear what you and Jesus are talking about. God, can you just allow me? And he's always going to say, yes, son. Yes, daughter. God, I want to hear the conversation and I want to participate in it. And then you just sit back and you listen. To what the Holy Spirit is going to bring to you, and He's going to tell you about your spouse, and it's going to be beautiful. He's going to tell you how wonderful your spouse is, and you're going to you're going to say, "But no, God, she's crazy," and He's going to be okay with that. He's going to say, "No, no, she 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 just needs love from you right now." But God, I don't have any love to give to them. Then let me love you first, he's going to say. And wife, you're going to go and you're going to get into the presence and you're going to tap into the conversation maybe for the very first time. And he's going to start, you're going to start hearing the conversation between the Father and Jesus And you're going to start to be given words from the Holy Spirit about your husband that he's never told you. And you know what I know about that? It's probably going to break your heart. Because it's probably already broken the Father's heart. You see, quit asking. Please just quit asking. I think you're going to be just fine if you don't ask the Father for another thing. Because he already knows what you need. And if he knows that you need it, he's such a good father. I promise you, he's not going to withhold one thing. Hey, God, I just want to participate. I got this person that's like, they have done me very wrong. They have hurt my entire family. They're an enemy of mine. God, will you take them out? How about just say, hey, hey, God, I I want to hear what you've got to say. What are you and Jesus talking about, my enemy? What are you saying about him? See, somewhere in there, you guys probably know where it is. It says that we are to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And if prayer is not about asking, if prayer is about participating in the conversation, then our response needs to be, hey, God, my enemy is so-and-so. What are you saying about them? And just get ready for what you're getting ready to hear. He's going to tell you how beautiful they are. 
much he loves them. But God, I don't want to hear this kind of stuff. You asked to tap into the conversation between me and Jesus. This is what we're talking about. Something that I've learned just recent, maybe even days. It's been in me, but God's not watered it and it's not grown, but it's starting to grow. Is that everything. See, the seed was planted in November because some people were obedient. They said, Scott, we got to pray. And I didn't know what that meant, but it's starting to water the seed and it's starting to grow inside of me now. And I'm just starting to understand the fullness of like the conversation between the father and son. I'm starting to understand that prayer is not boring and prayer is not a duty and prayer is not like a routine because routine leads to stagnation and that's just no fun. But I'm learning the beauty of the conversation between the father and son. And I'm also learning that everything flows, it like overflows from that conversation. Everything does. And I'm just here to tell you this morning, whether you believe this or not, and it's okay if you don't, because I'm pretty secure. Is that the Father wants you in the conversation participating more than you want to be in the conversation. He wants you in the conversation more than you want in the conversation on your best day. That's what he wants for you. I was just at a church this past week and I've learned a lot from them and a lot of great teachers and very brilliant minds. But the one thing that I took away is that they all speak the same language. It was in America, so they were speaking English. But they all speak the same language. Like every person from their worship guy to the lead guy to the teachers to the dean of students that we actually met with. and They all speak the same language. And the Lord said to me as I was there, he said, Scott, the culture that you immerse yourself in is going to be the language that you speak. So I want to immerse myself in the culture of heaven. Because I, and again, you have to decide for yourself. I want to speak the language of heaven. Because the language of this earth has done nothing but break and divide. The language of heaven, what is being said between the Father and the Son and being brought to us from the Holy Spirit, it builds up and it creates unity. My prayer for every single one of us in this place is I want us to be fluent in the language that the Father and Son are speaking. 
I want to immerse myself in their language. My friends, that's prayer. It's just participating with the conversation that is taking place.